Hey, Jack, Jack Carey of the Paranormal Intelligence Agency. Welcome to the Edge Broadcasting, Jack. I got to tell you, of all the paranormal experts I've had on the show, and here certainly you've been an investigator, cryptozoologist for 25 years, certainly in that in the upper echelon. But man, unified field theory of paranormal activity. What is that? Yeah. So um, over that 25 years, I came to to realize that the paranormal phenomenon that we were studying broke down into two subcategories all paranormal phenomenon on this planet type one category type one paranormal phenomenon all comes from interaction with what's called a type three civilization this is interaction with an extraterrestrial civilization of some kind and that covers everything from cattle mutilations to alien abductions to hybrid theory etc etc the other half of all paranormal activity on this planet comes from interdimensional activity and what i found was an actual natural mechanism by which doorways can be entered through electromagnetic fields wow so yeah so there's like you know various areas around the world that are considered vortex areas usually like here in the u.s all of the indigenous people of the area, usually it's their holy place. Um, one of these areas, for instance, is I did a lot of work, was in uh, the San Luis uh, Valley, which is south central Colorado. And it's described as a Disneyland of the paranormal by a lot of investigators mm -hmm. because what you have is a never ending stream of different kinds of paranormal activity all occurring within a very small geographic area. And what I discovered was that same pattern in each of these so-called vortex areas that investigators talk about where paranormal phenomenon is found. And this is where things get really interesting. So in each one of these areas, there's a huge deposit of quartz crystal. That's very interesting. And most of these holy areas are mountainous areas, so that makes geologic sense that there's a ton of quartz crystal mm -hmm. there. I came across, um, because I study a lot of, of science along with paranormal, trying to make the, the connections between the two, and I came across the work of a scientist um, who built this device called a mock effect thruster. And this is readily available for people out there can look it up. And it's called the mock effect or the Woodward effect. Anyway, this guy built a device um, after finding out that matter, when it travels through space, no matter what it's made out of, has minute fluctuations, right? Mm -hmm. So he built a device that could harness those little fluctuations as it went along and it kind of has a self-propelled zero type of energy to it. Mm -hmm. um, the interesting thing about that was that it occurred to me that the Earth was the same thing he was showing in his experiments. It is a body of mass, it's traveling through space, as it does there are minute fluctuations that occur and in these vast quartz crystal mineral deposits when those fluctuations occur, they're compressed and it ionizes the crystal 
And when that happens, it actually creates electromagnetic fields that are so intense that they can rip a hole or tear the membrane, what physicists call the electromagnetic membrane, Mm -hmm. that separates this dimension from other dimensions. And this is something that's readily discussed in in physics conferences all over the world. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea that there are other dimensions. Uh, Michio Kaku makes the point that if there are other dimensions, there's bound to be life forms on those dimensions, and Mm -hmm. some of them will have been advanced enough to find a way into this one. And um, I believe what you're seeing in these areas is a wide array of paranormal activity that's interdimensional in nature because you're seeing intermittent times when this membrane's getting ripped between the two different dimensions and that momentary interaction we describe as being paranormal Mm. Uh, how many type of cryptids do do you think or have you cataloged that may be in those other areas Um, that's that's a great question so in my unified field theory um, any it stipulates that any bipedal cryptid creature will in fact be a chimera construction from the ET intelligence on this planet. So other types of cryptozoological creatures will break down into either a Lazarus species that kind of, you know, from prehistoric times that Mm -hmm. is somehow miraculously reborn or, um, you know, the Tasmanian tiger, the dire wolf, those are all uh, cryptozoological animals, but they don't fall into the paranormal realm like you have with Sasquatch, which you have with Dogman or uh, reptilian men that people have seen. What you're seeing with those, I believe, are chimera constructions. And I, yeah, in my book, Bigfoot Unleashed, I present uh, all of this evidence, actually. Mm-hmm. Is that why uh, a lot of times when somebody says there's uh with their Bigfoot activity, there's also UFO activity? Exactly. And I, I chronicle all of that from the very earliest uh, known cases. And interestingly enough, one of the very first cases is known as the Pasque Isle incident. And uh, it was investigated by the CIA's Project Blue Book. And the two women who were witnesses to this UFO sighting um, encountered a Sasquatch and a close-up UFO encounter at the same time. Mm-hmm. That was very early on. That was like in 1972, something like that. So this wasn't like a, a theme that these two women were trying to pull a hoax, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And not only that, but there's a body of evidence, a huge body of evidence to connect them to the ET um, presence. And largely, some of that is their DNA, just the, the, the actual construction of the DNA itself appears to be a chimera construction. But it's mm-hmm. done on such a scale that, you know, our scientists would could only dream of doing mm-hmm. that kind of work. Well, since we're going to be talking about some kind of conspiracy here, if not, I'm going to introduce a conspiracy. Uh, without getting into uh, the code words that will get this channel knocked off the off YouTube, uh, we'll <laughs> use the C words, uh, cooties, what I cooties 19 I use. Uh, somebody suggested that that could have been downloaded uh, um, instructions to create this to prepare 
the population for them because in our current state and there's very little physical reaction or uh, uh, well communication and, and uh, walking around communicating with them and talking with them uh, but maybe they need to sort of cleanse this inoculate a planet so they can make their appearance what do you think about that oh yeah it's, a, it's a, you you you're saying the ets themselves yeah yeah entirely possible um they they definitely have some plan for this planet and i talk about this on my live show paranormal planet a lot um and that's on my youtube channel just paranormal intelligence agency but i talk a lot about the the uh, motive behind the alien presence on this planet they've chosen to conceal themselves and that and in, in, in and of itself is a huge clue um, there are only two reasons you conceal yourself and one of those is that the subject you're concealing yourself from would not like what you're up to <laughs> right <laughs> right the other is you're concealing a weakness of some kind Hmm. And they've chosen that path, and we need to, to consider that um, when we consider that they're only benevolent beings. And along with that, you know, I've studied the alien abduction phenomenon, the actual research from uh, Dr. David M. Jacobs and hmm. Bud Hopkins and, and uh, oh, Johnny Mack, who wrote the Pulitzer Prize winning book on abduction and he was head of the Harvard School of Psychology. These are heavyweight scientists who all believe that the alien abduction phenomenon is real. That in and of itself, you know, constitutes a violation to our species because they're collecting genetic material to apparently create mm -hmm. a hybrid species. These are masters, mm -hmm. masters of genetic manipulation. Mm -hmm. And what you have with Sasquatch is not only a long-running history of the Native Americans connecting them to the star people, which I chronicle, but the DNA also showing up um, four different times as you know corroboration. But the problem with the DNA is that it shows that the mitochondrial or the mother's lineage is Homo sapien, and the father's lineage comes up unknown in the world genetic bank because it's an animal that's never been chronicled so there's mm. nothing to compare it against wow. but the closest thing it comes to is a primate but when they looked at the actual strands and i'm talking about the sasquatch genome project and then a two other studies that were done and those were done privately these geneticists were pretty scared about what they were seeing. Uh, it, just, it, was, <laughs> it was crazy because they were seeing what appeared to be strands of other species interwoven into the DNA of these creatures. And all of a sudden, you know, things started to make a lot of sense to me because... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Here's the, my channel. But once I... The DNA showed to me, proved to me and J.C. Johnson, which is what we were concerned with. We had already had DNA, and we wanted to corroborate that DNA um, and see if it came up with the same finding. And, in fact, it did. And then it also did for two other groups, including Jeff Meldrum at Idaho State University. Right. And his crew going up to Snell Grove Lake in Canada, they collected blood and, and skin tissue and yeah, were did. able to do that. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it came up the same. So it comes out mitochondrial human, 
and then an unknown. And so the, the, these big geneticists who really hold the keys of, of uh, the public accepting the species, right? They don't, won't look beyond the fact that the mitochondrial is homo sapien because in their minds, a human hybrid somehow surviving in the wilds of North America is just so impossible that once they see mitochondrial, uh, you know, homo sapien, they immediately say it's contaminated and that's that. There is no further work done to it, and that's the problem uh, with the DNA, and I explain that in my book, uh, too, in Bigfoot Unleashed. Okay. Um, if you're just joining the program on our Newsmaker Line via Skype, we have Jack Carey, the Paranormal Intelligence Agency. If you have a question for Jack, go to our YouTube streaming channel, click on the chat, put your questions in the chat. If you're watching the program on our website, put your question in the chat on the website or you can click on the guest question at the top of the navigation and speaking of questions jack here's one from baby wolf out of the uk it says uh jack are you religious i need to know as i won't stay uh, not like well not religious maybe spiritual <laughs> i can put okay. it that way okay there's a lot of people who think that um the et presence are biblical demons I get that a lot. And there's a lot of people, of course, the UFO community calls them aliens. The religious community calls them demons because it doesn't fit with their, you know, belief system. Mm -hmm. So, but they're both describing the same creatures, just using two different vocabulary words. In the end, they constitute the same thing, which is, I believe, a dire threat to humanity. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there's a reason why they've concealed their genetic experiments and, and what they've been doing. Now, these abductees will tell you that, in fact, abduction phenomenon itself, cases have, have dropped drastically over the last few years. Well, that makes sense because the abductees kept telling these investigators that there was a running program, that there would be an end to that program once the goal was achieved. And the goal was to create hybrids that looked identical to us, but they have one nasty little difference, and that is they are neurologically superior to us, which is the same as these ETs are. So mm -hmm. um, they're able to control human thought and emotion and therefore action within a given range or distance. Mm. Um, this is the same thing that abductees experience during an abduction. So when the alien bends over and looks at the abductee, they their neurological system is advanced enough that they actually seize the optic nerve in the eye and they can project imagery. And this is the overlay memory of the abduction. They're doing that through this means. And uh, They've made a statement a number of times to abductees that they didn't count on human emotion. That mm. human emotion ended up being what made the program so difficult mm -hmm. um, because the memories, the traumatic memories, kept bleeding through. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, got another question from Smoke C. It says, uh, Jack, how can we leave Earth and come back when this pandemic nightmare is over? I guess they they want to they want to leave. Is it possible we can leave and then come back when it's all over? <laughs> I guess you, if you uh, listen to some ufologists, you know, they claim that there is somewhat of a breakaway civilization out there. These people that have mm -hmm. call, already colonized the moon and, and Mars, you know, at least the military, and claim that these people have done so in secrecy. And, 
And who knows, you know, Richard Dolan coined the term breakaway civilization, the famous ufologist, and he makes a, a really good argument out of a question. Can a people who have access to almost unlimited money and alien technology uh, break away successfully from the civilization that they're from? Hmm. You know, if they have it in secrecy, if they're bleeding enough money, which what depending you know, on I'm the wondering, short, now, trillion. Now that that's an interesting because I'm going to posit something here. Uh, states like uh, Wyoming, uh, Montana, beautiful nature-filled states, national parks, Glacier and Yellowstone, and really even Texas, I suppose, and, and other sort of interior places. If there's a large uh, exodus from the West Coast uh, to, to these areas because they have money. Obviously, Jackson Hole comes to mind, you know, and various ski lot areas and but they say the problem is that while they're trying to escape they're bringing what they escape from and they're trying to rebuild it they call them transplants they're just they they say hey i got a great idea uh uh you know over here in, in wyoming you know hey uh in, in jackson uh or somewhere um there's not enough homeless here i think i think we need to start putting stands out on the street so we can sure. attract some you know what i'm saying so i'm just wondering and, and so they resent that they don't and they always seem to try to rebuild it like they had no part in what what they're leaving but they bring with them what they're escaping from and try to rebuild it and just they got these oh man they're the head of the of the city because they got the, all these new fangled ideas would earth be the same way if we were to go to another planet Will we start? Well, first of all, we got to create countries, and then and then we got to have divisions between. We got to have this country's got to have this much power, and that. Would we rebuild all the crap that this Earth is right here? Would we take it with us on another planet and just do the same thing? Well, you know, there's a lot of like sociologists who think that war will always be a part of the human species because. Uh, different ancient civilizations they can show actually achieved advancements through war it was war technology that mm -hmm. led to these other the necessity to war against each other led to other inventions and that sort of like lead society upwards and they think you know they make that argument it's always been with us and will always be with us but I think you know a big part of our problem is that we're a species with amnesia. We cannot recall what happened to us before the worldwide flood that occurred. Mm -hmm. And the worldwide flood, Noah's flood, was recorded in every ancient civilization. Yeah, sure was. Yeah. And so before that time, there was stuff going on. There were ancient civilizations that were advanced and there was a human history that is completely lost to us now yeah certainly so. yeah those civilizations they're they're underwater i mean uh are, are yeah. just a cursory look at some of the monoliths like off japan's coast gigantic massive stone structures are underneath the ocean out there and pretty much all around the world there's these evidence that's that, that somebody has some kind of technology and nobody knows what happened to it. All right, I guess some more, more questions for you, Jack. Uh, from Australian Ben, it says, are Bigfoot using the mock effect to transport to our world? Are they from off-planet or have they seeded themselves on Earth? You know, I've had this conversation with a lot of other investigators and the, the thing is, is that this is a creature that is so biological when it's, you know, 
on our planet that it's leaving a lot of physical trace evidence behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's an interdimensional creature, you have this this question: the, the do their biological laws of physics somehow work at the same you know time in this other dimension? They just pop in and out. Can they cloak? I believe that they just have such advanced genetic DNA that that's what allows them to uh, go undetected. Mm-hmm. And when people ask me what I mean by that, it's it's when you're out there in the field and you finally see one, it's not the size that, that puts you off, it's the speed. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about blinding speed, an animal that's eight, nine feet tall, 800 to 1,000 pounds that runs 65, 70 miles per hour over uneven mountainous terrain can see in, in, in infralight. So every mm-hmm. one of those you know, cameras, those tree cameras out there, 200,000 of them a year are sold in North America, largely deployed by Bigfoot hunters. Not a single definitive photograph has right. ever been found, and that's because these creatures can see the infrared light. Mm-hmm. And we have a biological precedent for that. So mm-hmm. reindeer and a species of antelope can both see in infrared light. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about a chimera creature, they could have easily taken that trait and right. fused it into the sand. Right, and and really, I mean, you know, I, I, I listen to Sasquatch Chronicles. There's a number of shows that I listen to. Um, and over time, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of serious, honest eyewitness accounts, and then you juxtapose that with what you just described as all these cameras that don't find them, shows there's something. I, th- I think they're both right. I mean, as far as that goes, one can't capture them, and then the test of the eyewitness of the other. And, and the interesting you mentioned the speed, because what, one of the consistent things that I keep hearing from uh, all these eyewitness accounts is the speed. They say it takes two steps and they're 40 feet, and they say they can't, they said they just can't describe how this thing moves and they all describe pretty much the same way and then when they go crashing through the woods they somehow they crash through the woods and it, nothing gets in their way and any normal person it would all right let's get to another question uh oh by the way let me welcome additional people to our live chat we always want to recognize as people log on jim tedesco welcome to the program waldo and pglf 1982 and teflon code have joined the others in both the the twin live chats all right can you tell us jack how splitting timeline works is that how the mandela effect happens it's it's possible i mean splitting timelines are something that are so theoretical that we really i mean you have to go down to like quantum mechanics to try to find anything that we could justify a you know a split timeline out of the idea is that anytime a decision is made or, or a large event happens uh, a, a whole other universe splits off and and all the different possibilities there split off and that splits off and so every single possibility that could happen mm-hmm. happens at some point throughout mm-hmm. the universe is the idea but split tim- timelines I'm I'm very reticent about Mm-hmm. Okay, by the way, if, if you haven't looked at our website, uh, right next to your bio or uh, describing a nice show, we always have a guest topic poll. Uh, the poll related to your interview is paranormal activity you have experienced, is for the viewers. And so we have an option to select ghost, Sasquatch, shadow people, alien encounter, demonic, orbs, werewolves, witch curse, and angelic encounter. So let's check the results there, Jack, and here's what we got. 25% say they've had an experience with alien encounter. 
19 uh, angelic encounter 16% say they've seen orbs 14% seen ghosts 14% seen has demonic activity I feel sorry for those people man hope things get better for you 6% shadow people now I got I every once in a while I'll see one and then some people said they've been subjected to a witch curse we'll see as the program progresses how those numbers change and as people remember or recall their paranormal activity when you do a basic description of paranormal what, what how do you describe it um well that's that's why i wrote the the unified field theory so right away whatever the case may be and i've investigated you know high profile dog man cases we were in collected a, a lot of dna for both the sasquatch genome project and dr dyer who was the executive director at the university of new mexico we got that in the chuska mountains and all that was uh, documented um i've seen and videotaped a ufo <laughs> me and jc johnson had a run-in with what they call a black-eyed kid which is i think a demonic entity that must take over people i, I don't know how else to explain what we witnessed but um you know it, the one thing that occurs to me though and i write about this also in the book i, I call it bigfoot versus dogman is that if you take both of those phenomenon and you take the head off of one animal and take both the heads off and you switch them and then you read what describes that phenomenon they'll look identical to one another so in other words in sasquatch and in dogman cases you have highly credible uh an ever-growing highly credible body of evidence uh eyewitness testimony mm -hmm. you have actual physical trace evidence being left at the scene um and the same thing is with sasquatch uh yet we can't catch one can't see no where's he at right where are they at and mm -hmm. i think it's you know it's this chimera dna that allows them to do what they do the dogmen are very interesting because linda godfrey who was the seminal investigator for the beast of bray road mm -hmm. was contacted yeah. by a cia trained government remote viewer and she was able to actually authenticate this man's uh, credentials and he told her that they had targeted so-called dogmen. And what he told her was that these creatures were created by an extraterrestrial race and left on this planet. Um, and now they're living down in the crevices and, you know, cave systems of the world wow. and, and hiding from us. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's actually chronicled in her book. Um, I believe it's called real tales of wolfmen in america it's very interesting but uh and if he's you know i know lynn godfrey she's as honest as the day is long yeah. <laughs> she would never make up that kind of a story yeah, in, 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 in fact we were putting the uh, the choices in in that poll and we were debated that because we, we have werewolves in there and uh i mean then I thought we we're going to have dog men in there too so well there's two dogs i mean we, we had to we had to select a werewolf or a dog man and so i just i kind of see them like in in the same clan i think they could get along if, if they could just settle sell their differences you know uh <laughs> right. but so so if somebody's seen a, a if you've seen a uh people if you've seen a, a dog man select the werewolf and we'll, we'll go with that but but you do, jack do werewolves exist 
Uh, yeah, you know, what we call, what most people refer to a werewolf, we would call a shapeshifter. Okay. Uh, and that's, you know, or a skinwalker. Me and, and my my now deceased partner, J.C. Johnson, who was a, a really well-known cryptozoologist, spent a lot of time doing work on um, uh, Navajo Indian reservations in, uh, in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they have a big belief in the skinwalkers, and they can turn themselves into these giant wolf-like creatures. And, you know, we, we used to talk to some of the older Navajo people, men, and okay. after, you know, J.C. had married into the tribe, so they would kind of talk to him a little bit about okay, skinwalkers, good. but it's very taboo. Okay, good, good, good. And, um, and the thing is, is that, I guess the debate is, can they seriously biologically change into one of these creatures? Are, are, it, are, are they a Navajo witch who has developed their psychic power to the point where they can project that image mm. into another right. human's mind right. that they're that? Right, kind of right, right, right. Well, uh, yeah, there have uh, been a lot of science fiction movies that show that, uh, you know, an entity will reach into your mind and find out what fear what you fear the most you know even back in the 60s star trek there was an episode of that and uh you know they ended up at a at a castle with, with a dracula looking guy and it's kind of odd to see captain kirk with you know <laughs> dealing with dracula but you know they went in their mind said what do they fear the most so yeah feeding on our fears that does seem what negative energies do all right here's another question for you it says uh, uh jack do uh from put you away first do tall grays have sensitive hearing when I was being probed, this this person says they were probed. Uh, I screamed so loud it pointed a rod at me, and I blacked out. I was visibly cringing when they were five. So, the, do tall grays have sensitive hearing? I guess is the question. Um, I don't know about the hearing, but I can tell you from other abductees that the whole the rod that's being described that's been described in, in lots of accounts and anytime that they're sort of reacting out of pain or trauma they're usually put out so I think maybe that's why she was put out probably not the loudness of the scream just the fact that she was or he was screaming yeah mm-hmm. um, can you speak to the lost time of Tartaria I, I'm not even sure what Tartarium is. I've okay. never heard of that one. Okay, good enough. And we want to welcome uh, Wochi Pums in our live chat. Uh, Jack, you mentioned in, uh, a bit ago about crystals and quartz crystals in, in general. Uh, Arkansas is full of crystals. Wouldn't that, by necessity, be an epicenter of paranormal activity? If it's got quartz there, yeah. Um, it's the it's the quartz crystals that can become ionized, and when they do, they emit these. EMF, these electromagnetic fields that are like in Sedona, Arizona, for instance, another vortex area where there's nonstop paranormal activity. Right. Those areas that have the quartz crystal deposits emit a magnetic field that's 500 times stronger than the surrounding countryside. Wow. That's the kind of field hey. we're talking about that can rip the electromagnetic membrane, which is literally what the physicists call it, an electromagnetic membrane, it can literally tear a hole in that. And you get this interdimensional activity occurring, but the membrane goes back together at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, on Skinwalker Ranch, it's reported that, uh, uh, many things have been reported, but one of them is that uh, investigators were followed home 
by entities, uh, known unknown entities, and doing sort of uh, poltergeist type activity haunting them. In your 25 years of paranormal investigation and cryptozoology, have you been followed home with any of these negative forces? Not me. Now, J.C. Johnson had a problem being followed home at some point, but it was what people call uh, these days a glimmer man. There are entities being reported, and I have a video actually taking of these entities on my YouTube channel, and it's just called Invisible Predator in the Woods for people who want to see the wow. actual video. Now, that video came from a Bigfoot investigator named Bob Garrett, and he was a good friend of J.C. Johnson's, and he he was three miles into the woods when he filmed one of these glimmer men, and you can clearly see it moving brush. I mean, and I loop it and all of that, so mm -hmm. people can check that out. But um, he had one of those follow him home. As far as poltergeist activity, no, and I find it very interesting that on the Skinwalker Ranch, uh, for people that have seen the whole series. At one point, their head of security filmed the whole plateau there mm -hmm. uh, glowing at nighttime on the cameras. That's one of these fields being generated. That's mm -hmm. one of these things that's creating the skinwalker activity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I noticed we, 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 uh, we ripped this picture off of your website there. It looks Obviously, it's cattle mutilation, and there were quite a number of them out there at Skinwalker Ranch. What's your hypothesis on uh, cattle mutilation? Yeah, you know, I, I got lucky because I started following um, the events at Skinwalker Ranch really early on. And so Bob Bigelow, uh, the guy who owned Skinwalker Ranch, you know, during the time that the scientists were there studying it, um, he actually had a website up, the National Institute for Discovery Science. And on that website, they had published a report about cattle mutilations that they were asked to investigate by the U.S. government, wow. actually on, on the website. Look at that. I was able to download this report before they ever took it down. The NIDS whole site got taken down. Mm, and in it, what figures. they claim is that in the 1970s, a American scientist went to New Guinea. He collected samples of Kuru virus. He came back to a secret facility in Fort Collins, Colorado. They injected it into various wildlife to see what the effect would be, including deer and elk. One of those deer escaped, and it was the very next spring that the first cases of chronic wasting disease began to show up wow. in, in the wildlife population. Mm -hmm. So what they discovered was that there's a thing called a prion protein and in cattle it becomes mad cow disease. In wildlife like deer and elk it becomes chronic wasting disease mm -hmm. and in okay. humans it shows up as, as early Alzheimer's. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, seems like it's showing up everywhere. All right, uh, this questioner says, uh, Jack, do men in black act as a conduit agency for the paranormal in interaction on planet Earth? Uh, I don't, not for paranormal, I wouldn't say for both kinds, but they're definitely, the ET connection is undeniable. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, there definitely seems to be some kind of connection there. Um, Glimmer Man, now, uh, people have reported seeing entities that have a kind of a chameleon effect, like a predator-looking thing. Is that yeah, what you're describing? That's the same, same exact thing. Okay. Yeah. 
That's the same thing. And and here's a really interesting point to make uh, because I made two two films actually, and I made an update to that film, and it's based on people out there who know uh, the missing four one one work with mm-hmm. David Paulitis will probably recall that um, a very famous ufologist, Dr. Bruce Maccabee, who is an optical scientist, and he's examined all kinds of UFO videos, right? right? His wife goes out on their property to deer hunt, and she gets up in her stand on their property, and after a little while sees a movement and sees one of these predator creatures and was able to, to take a photograph, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that's online. People can actually see that on my film. What's interesting to me is what are the odds that one of these predator beings shows up on the property randomly, the property of a very prominent UFO investigator mm-hmm. who has been on countless documentaries? Mm. The probability of that happening is really you know, low unless there's a causal connection between well, the two. If, so. if one of those things shows up in my my tree, I'm going to shoot son of a bitch. <laughs> right. She was uh, frightened as can be, but uh, uh, Jan Maccabee is, you know, for people that have heard her testimony, they, they know how honest she is. So the photograph was interesting because Dr. Maccabee was able to look at it through his scientific equipment and determine that it had some sort of light refraction uh, mm-hmm. technology mm-hmm. was going on there. It's very, so, very strange. So with this list, the, uh, even on this poll, obviously we haven't listed all of the things. Dogman's not on there. Glimmer Man's not on there. Hat Man's not on there. And I was supposed to have a Hat Man guest, but they, they fell through. Uh, there's an expert in hat in the hat man. I mean, there you talk about cryptids. The the list is is so long that you know it's it's like this. If um, it it only takes one genuine UFO acti- eyesight or uh, eyewitness account or evidence seeing it on film or landing or shaking. It only takes one to make all the rest normal. I mean, it, you know, so if you have fifty thousand eyewitness accounts, only one of them has to be true. You know, oh, yeah. so so when you're talking about these cryptids, there's so many of them. Same thing. Well, you know, everybody can. I think I think universally everybody says there's a such thing as ghosts. So right there, it tells you right offhand. Now I know that we tell kids there's no such things as ghosts, but we all got tongue in cheek on that one, Jack. Because oh yeah, them no, freaks them freaks everywhere, man. If you you, <laughs> yeah. you know, so so these things are out there. So is there a is there a definitive test? A definitive cryptid test that could be produced? You know, well, with ghost activity, they have all, all kinds of tests. With cryptids, really, you know, it comes down to uh, video, photographic, and physical trace evidence. And ideally, you can harvest a specimen of some kind because with a lot of these crypto animals, they're just simply so hard for the existing scientific community to uh, to accept. So if you're going to claim you have dogman DNA, which a geneticist did and actually did a, a, uh, uh, an entire testing on, then you're going to have to produce the body for that dogman. Hey, uh, hey, Jack, I don't want to be the one to tell you, but you may have a dogman outside your door somewhere. Oh, <laughs> let me. That's probably my dog Violet. She's oh, okay. Somebody there. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, if you need to get like a silver bullet or 
some holy water or something and take an exit for a second, we'd allow that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so it's, she's as big as a dog, man. Okay. Okay. So you're safe. You're, we just want to make sure you're safe over there. All right. Uh, Bear from our Bear Report, who does it every week for us, says, um, uh, says Jack, what worries or excites you the most about paranormal UFO activity? Well, that's a great question. Right now, we're going through the most exciting time, I think, in human history. We just got the Pentagon to admit that there are unexplained aerial phenomenon, UFOs, occurring, Mm -hmm. and they're not the ones producing them. Now they set up a congressional office to study them. They've leaked, you know, UFO video from the F-18 fighter jets. They've interviewed the pilots. They've... Uh, set up a Senate Intelligence House Committee that went through all of a debriefing on UFOs. I mean, this is huge for our government even to say that that technology wasn't theirs Mm -hmm. is absolutely huge. It'd be one thing if they were testing some kind of top secret technology and they wanted to see what the reaction of sailors were on a battleship. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different story than releasing all kinds of videos of your technology and then telling the whole world, oh my God, we have no idea what this is, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Autumn uh, from Albuquerque says, Jack, have you ever heard of Lieutenant Colonel SC? SC? No. So I, I mentioned a test, a cryptid test similar to that is is the the American Indian dream catcher and I, I, what, I, what they claim that if something's coming towards them in their house or whatever this thing will catch catch yeah. something uh, yeah. so that's not necessarily a test but it, it it's kind of a, a protection of some sort then we have the lore of the course I mentioned the silver bullet uh, salt across holy water uh, and then there's another thing out there called uh, um um, well, hell, uh, what the hell it is? Somebody in the live chat, tell me what what is it for for aliens? Um, Extraterrestrial? Or? Yeah, there's a you know I said, I said it 50 times on this show. I can't I can't remember what it is. Somebody somebody in the live chat, tell me what it is we use it for the aliens. Um, it just escapes me. So they'll tell me here in a second. So there is um, uh, some degree of protection we can have. Um, you know, I mean, you got exorcists, you know, they're stopping demons and stuff, getting demons out of here, hopefully. Uh, mm-hmm. So is there any other protection that you know of, as I mentioned, those ver- various ones to stop uh, cryptid incursion? Um, you know, no, I don't. And the interesting thing about that question is that we have had eyewitness encounters of military personnel who have uh, seeing these creatures like a Sasquatch, I mean Bigfoot creatures, on military bases that have gotten through three or four levels of high-level security. Mm-hmm. Now that's very interesting because the main reason they're stating that they're doing UFO disclosure right now is because they had UFOs show up over our nuclear bases and mm-hmm. turn all the missiles yeah. off. Oh, they're getting uh, a little scared, are they? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I see somebody pointed it out. The, the the substance is called organ. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, organ energy and yeah. We had we had we had a, we had a guest on the show who's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> she she built organ blasters. Now, admittedly, the organ blaster was a big water gun that 
filled with water and put a little organ in there and so you could shoot an alien if you pumped it up you can hit him 15 feet so she had we were selling <laughs> organ blasters admittedly it seems a little weird but uh you know uh, i mean have you ever heard of is is that an anti-reptilian uh, uh material uh, that I, I don't know. I can tell you with the uh, the whole silver bullet idea with werewolves and, and dogmen is the silver nitrate actually in the bullet and then the silver actually can interact with the bloodstream and that's used for medical devices and all kinds of stuff. So there's an interesting link right there. But with the ETs, what's interesting about them, and, and I've read hundreds of abduction accounts, there's never an account of the Greys doing something violently physical to somebody mm -hmm. they don't need to their neurologic superiority allows them to control human behavior just with their mental ability their telepathic mm -hmm. abilities well, what, what about your what about your insectoids them, sons, them, them nasty sons of bitches yeah the insectoids are actually over the grays they appear mm -hmm. and that's about as far up the food chain as any abduction researcher or ufologist has been able to mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. So above the grays are these mantis-like beings mm -hmm. and they appear to be the genetic masters. Mm -hmm. According to a lot of these abductees, they created all the other life forms that they saw on these spaceships. Well, see, even on this planet, okay, so I'm a beekeeper. I seen a, I seen a uh, prey mantis eat the head of one of my bees. Now, I wasn't real happy about that, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, these I mean, creatures are they always always eating the heads off of things. All right, Jade, our moderator, says, uh, "Hello, Jack. Thanks for being on the program." It says, "What do you think about close encounters of the fifth kind?" Stephen Greer's belief in a UFO event that involves direct communication between aliens and humans. Um, that's a great question. You have a really good audience. So, first of all, presage this by saying, I. I think Dr. Stephen Greer is a great human being. Um, that being said, I, I disagree with his assessment that there is no danger uh, from this alien intelligence and that we're just going to all hold hands and sing cosmic kumbaya <laughs> together. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. And no. I think that kind of mental attitude comes mm. out of a type of fear that that better be the way it is or they're just doomed mm -hmm. and and i go where the evidence leads me as a professional investigator i have to be really careful about going where the evidence leads me and not where i would like it to lead me mm -hmm. and unfortunately it's led me down a very dark rabbit hole have you uh, ever had uh, your camera batteries being drained um you know i have actually it wasn't i didn't notice any like spirit activity around but I was actually in the San Luis Valley trying to film some red orbs that were being seen uh, if people realize this but they're 700 foot sand dunes uh, in south central Colorado butted right up to these 14,000 foot you know snow peaked uh, mountains and these red orbs were floating and being seen every night and I went out there with two cameras and extra batteries and they everything just got drained mm. now wh what is it that they need that to uh, to power themselves to make manifestations or wh what what do they what do they need the power for that's the predominant ghost hunting theory no I grew up in a haunted mansion and uh, anti-bellum mansion in, wow. in southeastern Oklahoma 
and it was haunted as can be. It, and these days, and for the last 25 years, I've not done a single ghost investigation or anything like mm -hmm. that. Ghosts, for me, aren't a mystery. Mm -hmm. I know they exist. Mm -hmm. I think the question now is, why do they exist? Oh, and we can't point. get that answer from them. Apparently, right. What's 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 holding them back? Is what I want to know. What's the mechanism? Yeah, man. Good. They need they need to. We need to have a beer summit with them. I think. Um, <laughs> are praying mantis aliens an evolved plant life form? They don't appear to be. They appear to be insectoid. They they look very insect like. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how everyone that's seen one has come back. Okay, so ins insect-like, and people were describing as mantis-looking, uh, mm -hmm. which is a Earth species insect. Are we projecting that, or are there? Would you say could there also be uh, woolly mammoth aliens, um, dog aliens? You know, anything that we see on Earth, butterfly alien. Is it, 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 well, it, why is it just relegated form. to the praying mantis? Yeah, there could be a life form out there that can just project whatever it wants, but then you would have to ask, why does it want to project that one image to every one of these abductees? doesn't mm -hmm. make much sense. Um, there must be some sort of advantage to that shape when traveling through space. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how these creatures think. Um, there is, you know... There's no form before function. It's all function. It's all business with mm -hmm. these creatures. So mm -hmm. um, it doesn't bode well for the human species. Well, uh, you know. I don't think we've gone deep enough into conspiracies, Jack, so I'm going to push that just a little further. Do we have elected politicians uh, that have, I mean, there are a lot of pictures out there showing them still, still image of them shape-shifting and or with black eyes is there something to that or are we projecting in that too because we because we hate them so much well no I, there is something to that and i've got some some interesting um information for for your audience nice. so this is usually related to reptilian aliens on the on the planet and reptilians appear to be the ones who are actually um mostly in charge on the planet and they appear to have been um, in contact with our leadership for a very long time all the way back to the nazis actually they had contact with germany and the nazis and the whole admiral bird uh, war with antarctica and the last surviving i'm sure everybody out there knows that whole story but the reptilians are the ones that seem to have the ability to shapeshift from human form into a reptilian form and back again um, the interesting evidence that I have for that is there's an interview out there, and it's between Howard Stern and uh, the lead singer of The Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. Wow. And he states that one night he was with a person in the music industry. He wouldn't say who it was. And that person shifted into something he would only describe as not human. Ooh. Uh, this is still out there everywhere. He was completely serious about it. He was asked, also asked at another occasion, and he said yes, but he would no longer elaborate about that. Mm. Now, that's interesting to me because it's believed by many investigators that the reptilians actually control most of the entertainment and music media because it's a way to control the human species. Mm. 
Yeah. All right. Um, let's check our uh, polls here. And here we go. Here's our results for you, Jack. Looks like Alien Encounters at 25%. Angelic Next. Orbs. Ghosts. Demons. Shadow People. Evidently, uh, not a single person there seen, said they ain't seen a Sasquatch. Now, uh, if you if you'd watch this show, you would know that uh, we uh, me and my wife recently got back from uh, Glacier National Park, and we went to this ranger station up there uh, by um, Canada, just real, just shy seven miles south of that. And in that ranger station was uh, a cast of a cat, of a cougar probably, and of an elk, and they had a Bigfoot one right there. And then I thought, what what is this doing in a ranger station? And then when I was, we was looking through, going through some of the the mud pits there, we saw bear prints, we saw elk prints, and then we saw a human, what looked like human, which obviously were Bigfoot feet. So I mean, right. I I would put, I would click that one myself. Right, I know. Uh, it's amazing. Um, the the scientific community is in a state of denial, and you have to realize that some of these scientists are sitting in pretty precarious positions. I mean, you know, like Todd Desatel at New York University, who's one of the top guys that we need to say, yeah, this is Sasquatch DNA, and he's tested like three or four samples, and he says it's contaminated every time. But those guys, you know, if they take it any further than that, they risk losing their job. They're sitting on $200,000 of student loan debt that they paid for their doc doctorate with, and they're in a, a, a position where they don't want to rock the boat. They're not going to dig a, a, any further than that unless you bring them a body, and they absolutely <laughs> right. have to face well, They're always wanting a body. Now, I know there's one uh, Sasquatch hunter out there that he aims to kill him. I can't remember his name. You probably already mentioned his name because a lot of people you actually mentioned have been on this show i know this one guy says i know they want a body and i'm going to shoot it and, and because it's only the only way to save them is to shoot one prove that they exist <laughs> well you know uh, i don't have a problem with somebody harvesting one animal here's the problem with, with them thinking they're going to get away with it is that <laughs> uh, these creatures travel in groups and where you see one, there are always others, and you may not see the others, but here's the thing. While you're following and seeing the one in front of you, the other two are coming up on either side of you. Yikes. And if you think you're going to shoot one of them and get out of those woods without mm -hmm. being ripped to pieces by the yep. other two with an animal that can run 70 <clears throat> miles an hour, right. you might get one shot. You're you might. You're going to end up in Dave Pilates' Nick's book, 411. Yeah. You're going to end up yeah. in that book. Hunter goes out. And I, I had a professional uh, elk hunting guide tell me in Colorado, man, he's out there glassing. He's down between the, the, the crags of people in Colorado know where that's at. And he's glassing for elk. And there's a bunch of, like, uh, beaver ponds and stuff. And he sees a Bigfoot stand right up and turn its head and look right at him. He's totally quiet up mm -hmm. on a ridge, you know, mm -hmm. looking at this thing. Now, this is a professional hunter. And this is a pretty good distance. And he said, man, if I had pulled my rifle out with a creature like that, I might have gotten one shot. Now, this is a professional hunter that from a good distance away. And even this guy, who wasn't aware of the species, knew that that if he missed, that was it. He was a dead man. You, you yeah. think the Squatch's buddies knew he was there? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you're never going to sneak up on them. The only way to have interaction with them is to attract them in. You want to be their right. entertainment. Just be the be their friend and offer them an apple or something. I don't know. <clears throat> um, Mirrors. Have you seen the hypno the hypnosis interview with a man who said aliens look like big bugs? Uh, well, yeah, there's a lot of abduction testimony where they describe them as big bugs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. which is the same thing as the mantis-like beings, <clears throat> or mantoids, as they're described. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, somebody gets abducted, and no, nobody wants to be probed. Maybe Pete Buttigieg, maybe he wants to, but nobody, yeah. wa nobody wants to be probed. What are they doing with all that? Why do they got to keep well, doing that? That's See, that was part of the whole program of the abduction uh, program that they were doing. So... They actually got permission to do this by the United States government to abduct people for some medical testing as long as they didn't harm the people. And every abductee is brought back. You know what I mean? It's, it, that's an interesting part of the abduction as far as we know. All right. They back the person and they're able to recount it. And this goes on for sometimes an entire lifetime and generations within the same family. Mm -hmm. And um, they were conducting a genetic experiment attempting to make hybrid creatures that look like us, a hybrid of their species and ours, but that were neurologically superior to us. Mm -hmm. They've now implanted those uh, hybrids into our society, and I've got a ton of evidence for that, too, on the website. It's called They Walk Among Us. It's on my YouTube channel. So you'll definitely want to check that out. I'll show you all the creepy information, including a hybrid that it is believed actually was chronicled in the LA Times and I present that entire article of Jeffrey Allen Lash who actually lived with two women who once you read the story this guy had no history no past claimed to have been an intelligence agent and an alien hybrid he had hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash thousands of dollars in weapons and the two women um, had this huge amount of testimony about this guy but when you read the article okay. it's very very interesting so we we have a link to your website in your bio section can they reach your youtube channel from there or is there a different link for that i mean is, is it not on your website um no the website though is on the youtube channel so if you go to youtube it's just paranormal intelligence agency and just type that in pia or paranormal type the whole thing in yeah Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. People need to go. Yeah, they need to go look at that. that that's good. And as you can see, I got a guitar in my background there. I we go camping quite a bit, and we'll be doing that next week. As a matter of fact, um, so I'm going to sit around a campfire. But I'll be thinking, you know, in the darkness, Jack, there, there's a Bigfoot. Okay, nobody know where he is. You know, Southern Hills of Indiana got to be some down there. There's uh, there's a story. Some one of them running up uh, uh, I-41. What song do I want to play to attract me a Bigfoot? Bring him on into the campfire. Have him have a sit down. Maybe share a beer with him. A couple of laughs. A couple of stories. What song do you oh, think would yeah. be best to attract him? Oh, God. To convince him to yeah, come that, into my sphere. That's a good, good question. Well, you want something that's uh, not too slow or too fast, I think. You'll have to pick something on the in-between. I mean, something he, could dance, something he could dance to? or You're a lot better off just uh, getting a tape of children playing. At a, mm -hmm. at a 
at a playground or whatever and just mm-hmm. projecting that because they will always come in if they hear children. It's the mm. weirdest thing. Uh, and if you read through the encounters, most a lot of encounters happen. I was going to uh, say, start having children play around, I'm going to end up with Joe Biden coming in there, and I don't want that. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, so I'm, I'm going to... <clears throat> Okay, Joey splats out of the live chat says is he puts a Beatles song. So I'm going to put this to the people watching the show. What song do you recommend I play with my guitar to track me to bring me on in a, in a squatch to have him have a sit down with him and 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 get along with him and whatnot? Um, Smoke C says Jack, could remote viewing be a good way to spy on aliens and would they be able to sense they are being remote viewed? Yes and yes. So there are people that are remote viewing them now you can go to the farsight.org group is amazing and they're probably the best trained remote viewers on the planet right now they constantly remote view uh, the aliens including the reptilians that i mentioned and when you see their evidence you're gonna go oh my god because it's really really interesting evidence and uh i suspect that the cia's program which they obviously took underground um heavily uh, remote views the ETs. Now the remote viewers every time when they come back say the alien was aware of my presence. They were annoyed mm-hmm. by my presence. They could <laughs> see me but they couldn't get rid of me. You know it was that mm-hmm. kind of a, mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. Well alright we have a couple couple takers here. Uh, we're talking about what song I should play around the old campfire. Now somebody said like I said uh, the Beatles song I saw standing. Another one is Bebop Alula. Now I guess that's if, if Squatch is a 50s fan. You know, Bebop Alula. I don't mean a, sing with me. I don't mean a maybe. Hey, this is I'm singing, yeah. cowboy. That's why I got this car here. All right, here's one. Uh, I'll be over you until the grass grows over me. I uh, never heard that song, so I don't know if that's a Squatch. Like, I mean, we got a really interactive audience here, man. So yeah. anybody. Anybody else have any suggestions? What song I need to play to, to bring him on into the campfire? We don't, we don't want to set him on fire. Right. But by the way, speaking of setting somebody on fire, do you ever see a show, maybe on Net, Netflix or Amazon Prime called Cabin Fever? I have, yeah. And uh, in that, they uh, somebody is out in the woods. He comes to the he comes he comes to their house, the cabin, and then. They they shoot him with lighter fluid and then they set him on fire. I mean, I don't want that to happen to Squatch. I don't want to set him on fire, even though on Cabin Fever to say Lorena put him out. At least they, you know they had that going on. So I, I don't want to set the Bigfoot because, like you said, I mean he may come in have a sit down, um, but his buddies may be out there in the dark just waiting to see if I've got some kind of trap plan for him. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And people, you know, anybody that's out there and hey. If you're a cryptozoologist and you think you got the skill set to to harvest a big male, yeah, don't shoot a female or one of the younger ones. But if you can try to harvest a big male and you think you're <laughs> wow. you're uh, you know an extra badass Navy SEAL of some kind and you're gonna actually pull that off, then my hat's off to you. But you've obviously never seen one in the field, and you've never seen one run. (laughs) Okay. More songs coming in. Somebody's Baby by Jackson Brown. A Change is Gonna Come. Uh, Here's one I think more likely, Wild Thing. Uh, There you go. By the the Trogs, I'm sure, because it's the only song I know by the Trogs is Wild Thing. Um, So, uh, so, I mean, we we got to get along with men when you say harvest one jack i mean it sounds like you're you're, you're saying i'm going to get somebody going to bag one 
string him up and then gut him and then have some squatch steaks. Oh, no, no. That's just a term they use for when you get any specimen just for DNA. Um, and they're right. You know, it will shock the world into accepting the accept, you know, the acceptance part's the easy part. Bigfoot is a mystery that nobody wants solved. Hmm. Bigfoot is nothing but a problem for everyone involved. The day that you prove the existence of that species is the day that every congressman in this country gets a call from thousands of people hmm. saying, I'm going to take little Johnny and little Susie to the National Park this summer, and you got an eight, nine-foot species of predator, bipedal predator running around the woods. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. We don't want that. So, so is Squatch a gateway cryptid? And I don't believe so. I don't think that you know the, in, the entry cryptid of all cryptids. Well, I think they're the king of all cryptids. I think if you can get the Bigfoot domino to fall, a lot of other dominoes go with it. All I think of you're the right. idea that our established academia and scientists know I everything. Know. You know, Jack, you, yeah, Jack, you, you're frustrated like I am. For 50 years, we've been talking about swamp gas. They started off with swamp right. gas. Then tinfoil hat people running in the forest saying there's lights in the sky. I mean, come on, man. They've been they've been doing this to, to normal people, researchers, investigators forever. It takes an act of Congress for them to, to, to admit anything about anything. Because the second they do, they lose control is what it is. They want control. And if they say something that's out there that they don't have control over, it doesn't work for them. It does not politically, it's not politically expedient. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and they can't see beyond their own personal need or want out of that particular situation, and uh, fears and beliefs and all of that comes into play, especially with a lot of government officials who were looking at the UFO phenomenon from a religious standpoint, and were uh, a lot of the officials who were very adamant against disclosure. They believe that by disclosing it, you are allowing them into our sphere of influence. And from mm -hmm. a biblical perspective, uh, that makes sense. However, that delayed the knowledge that they were there for our species by 70 years. Yeah. And uh, that, you know, it's something where we're going to have to weigh through time and see if that 70 years would have made any difference. Mm -hmm. All right, I see another song suggestion came in to attract a Sasquatch is Over the Rainbow could possibly lure Bigfoot <laughs> to come in. Now, that's a more soothing song for him. Mm. Um, you know, kind of bring him in, say everything's good. You know, so come on, it's, come on, Bigfoot, somewhere over the rainbow, little bluebirds. You know, he knows about bluebirds. How about Rumble in the Jungle by Jethro Toll? Rumble <laughs> in the Jungle. It's all right by me. Yeah. yeah. I know them all. I'm a song, I'm a song expert. <laughs> But no, there's a lot of cryptids out there, Jack, and I'm I'm really glad to have you on on the show because you've done so many years of this, and of course, even here, ancient you've been on ancient civilizations, deep space, beyond belief, of course, with George Norrie, as uh, the series produced by Gaia, Paranormal Planet. I mean, well, now what's it like to be on a show like like those? Uh, you know, it's it's really interesting. It wasn't anything like I I expected. I've done. Um three seasons of ancient civilization so 36 episodes of that with uh, Gaia 
And I don't know, a lot of people may know Gaia out there, maybe not. You can find it on Gaia.com. It's mm-hmm. a huge production company for things that are mysterious, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's it's interesting because you, you go to their studio, and it's in Boulder, and you film everything just over a few days. And then they go in and they splice all of that together to make each one of these episodes. So it's yeah. not like you have to stay there for weeks at mm-hmm. a time and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh do they pay you? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh really? Yep. Hey man, have, yeah. them, have them give me a call, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they never had a cosmic cowboy on the show. I got I'm quite a character, I got to say. Go. On, on my behalf, I'm quite a character. Um, <laughs> all right, so I've had a number of paranormal uh, things happen to me, including um, sleep paralysis. I guess you could, but I was awake. Something something paralyzed me and it was trying to kill me, man. That's all I can tell you when I was a kid. And uh, so I've had some strange events. I've been to a few house cleansings uh, mm-hmm. where there's demonic activity and, and stuff. And so, I mean, there's things out there. Uh, I think investigating these things just empowers us to know what to do. I mean, I mean, just, just from watching or listening to Sasquatch, other people's Squatch stories, I've, I've almost, you, you can put together a, a whole... Um, descriptive of what to look for when you're out in the woods. For instance, my wife and I, we were somewhere and we saw these piles of rocks. Well, interesting, they were on this bridge. We, we just crossed this bridge out in the, in the middle of the Ozarks. Way, I mean, in the middle of the Ozarks on our four-wheeler. Yeah. We come back. There's nothing on this little bridge over this little creek. We came back and the whole thing was lined with piles of rocks. I am not kidding you. Wow. And then down in the, the, the creek basin, were hundreds of rock piles. There's no way those happened between the time we crossed that bridge and we came back. That means somebody, an army of people, would have to come out, go right. down there, go on this bridge, line this whole bridge with these piles of rocks. Because now my wife, we were in Glacier, and she, we were at a lake, I think Lake McDonald, and, and, and she made a pile of rocks, and we saw how long it took to get a pile of rocks. It takes some time and, and some skill now. You just can't just throw rocks on there. you got to... And so... <laughs> I've seen some paranormal activity, so I know that I know that something's out there. The truth, the truth is out there. Yep, it is, it is, and um, you know when you see something like that, I mean, you you just have to shake your head and say, was that an interdimensional creature that did that? I mean, obviously, there's no creature we know of in our natural biosphere that could pull off something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all right, we got another suggestion: the song "Staying Alive." By the Bee Gees. <laughs> that, that would be a good one. Uh, here's a question for you. We're talking about uh, paranormal activity and the unified field theory of paranormal activity, which you've developed. But uh, the, the, the viewer says, how, how do the symptoms seem to be able to predict events? Oh, yeah. Um, and I just made, uh, I just did a live show on this uh, Thursday night all about the Simpson mystery. And, well, to make a long story short, because I talked for, you know, forever trying to describe how this mechanism works, there are apparently different kinds of media throughout history that have been able to somehow penetrate into the collective subconscious mind, and when that happens, it actually becomes manifest in this reality. Now, the details of how that happens and occurs took me a whole show to do on Thursday night so you can see that on my YouTube channel I actually just did that subject so take a look wow. at that 
Yeah. Well, that's synchronicity. That's paranormal right there. Isn't that strange? And I'll tell you, just yesterday, another newspaper article came out saying that the recent concert deaths also predicted, and they had the sequence, and it looked just like it. So this isn't like, you know, on the face of it, you think, oh, that's crazy, a cartoon predicting the future. Well, the people, how many, you have to ask yourself, how many millions and millions of people have seen those episodes over and over again? That kind of programming does go down into the subliminal conscious mind of people. Ooh. And collectively, as a species we can actually create that reality. And that's been demonstrated really by authors such as Jules Verne um, and quite a few other science science, uh, fiction writers. Hmm. Uh, You mentioned the concert deaths. You're talking about the rapper? Right. Uh, People seem to complain. Now this is weird because they went to see this concert and hundreds of them crashed the gates (laughs) because they didn't want to pay. It shows what kind of character they have. But many have described that as a gigantic satanic ritual. That's the people that went there, not people that, you know, some old fogies out looking at kids. You know, there's a giant mouth. He's got this giant mouth that he comes out of. And, and on, I guess I saw his shirt. His shirt had like a, a, a vortex with demons coming out of it. I don't oh, know if yeah. you saw that. And then these people, so they said it was a demonic concert with, with a sacrifice. Empower himself or their people to stardom. What do you think about that? Was it a sacrifice? Uh, you, it could very well have been, even if it's uh, you know symbolic. It still has a ritual effect and intent. That's the thing is the intent behind it. And you know Nikola Tesla, and I talk about this in my reptilian video. Uh, he said that the only thing that controls the universe is sound vibration and frequency that was the key secret to the universe and what do you have in the music industry you have sound vibration and frequency and that's why people investigators believe that there are there is an alien presence that is somehow affecting the human species Mm. through that medium uh in our background jack is something we grab from your website what is this that's a real dog man right there. As far as I know, um, that's the best and and uh, photograph that's anywhere out there. So well, that's certainly... what a real dog man looks like. <laughs> and tell me if you saw that thing. Ah, uh, uh, yikes. I'd be running the other direction, man. I wouldn't right. be looking to get my gun on that one there. I, I would I would just uh, hightail it on out of there. That That's a fearsome looking creature. kind of looks like a predator looking thing. Oh, yeah, they run upright, just like Sasquatch does. They have a humanoid body. That's why I believe them to be another Chimera ET species. Now, imagine an alien species that could use a creature like that as an avatar. Like, they can use that to run around the Earth and literally experience, like, they're inside the animal, just like the movie Avatar. We got to start thinking about that kind of advancement, you know. Um, This isn't, like, a wolfman from Transylvania. This thing was created for a whole other purpose. And I'll, I'll point out that they leave an awful lot of witnesses. Even the people that fire on them with big firearms mm-hmm. report that there's little to no effect. 
the remote viewer I mentioned earlier told her told Linda Godfrey that they had some kind of bio armor that was part of their body, which is very interesting because we have a whole lot of dogman encounters wow. where they've shot these things and they haven't ha responded at all. But I'll point out that they leave these witnesses, but you can't take your eyes. That's the only thing you're going to pay attention to. What else is going on around there that that was sent to divert your attention from? Mm -hmm. That's what I've been wondering lately. Um, mm. And maybe that's the only purpose. So are you suggesting that this freaky looking dog man if he's there there may be something else going on around there exactly because in 20 percent of all bigfoot sightings and that's a lot of sightings 20 percent there is also a ufo witnessed at the scene that can't be by coincidence and i believe that there's a direct correlation with these animals too hmm. um are they using modern crystal ball technology in the form of project in order no read it again are they using modern crystal ball technology in the form in the form of project looking glass to predict the sequences of the future hopefully that needs to be reworded a little bit there but does 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 the Vatican have special powers incantations spells that they put on the planet um, you know, it's interesting. They think they do, but when you go back <clears throat> all the way to the French occult revival, you'll discover a a uh, Catholic priest named Eliphas Levi who made a really interesting argument that the Catholic Church had lost what he called the Keys of Solomon. And it was the Keys of Solomon, biblical scholars will, will remember, that allowed him to command the demons to build the Solomon's temple mm -hmm. and it says demon or demon right there in the Bible right he had a right. magic ring and he had these seals and those were the keys of Solomon right and those keys were lost by the Catholic Church and so without those their rituals have no, you know no power or effect is what his argument was so mm -hmm. I found that interesting well there's no doubt that I mean I, I pick on the Vatican and the Pope quite a bit yeah uh, I'm with you on, on, on spiritual you know right. I, I'm, I'm very spiritual you know I, I you know um, I mean I believe I've you know, read the Bible several times I agree with everything in there I'm, I'm but I'm not religious that's what I would say but when I look at the Vatican I see a bunch of guys running around in robes with gargoyles around and and yeah. sexual acts of statues doing sex acts and and uh, pentagrams everywhere and phallic symbols and I mean I'm thinking what what what's going on over there you know and they they got their own army and they've been ripping off people for since the dawn of time stealing artwork and money and transferring it they got their own banking system I'm thinking what are they even doing why, why do you why does anybody even listen to them but something something dastardly is going on i just can't figure it out it is you know and they've been able to sustain this wave of control over the people by hovering fear over them and they're kind of losing grip on that as the future is taking hold here mm -hmm. but no they're they're clearly a nefarious group um out there but we have to also remember that the Catholic Church was founded on Pauline 
Christianity, and Paul never even met Jesus. You know what I mean? So right away there, you have a a major gap between what was going on in in Jesus and his group and the Catholic Church. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is a guy who just assumed power and founded this church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, no, there's something nefarious going on there and, uh, you know, walking around in robes and stuff and, you know, like they're they're better than everybody else. And then I say, I don't know if it's a hex because they're always going, boom, you know, like they're going to throw something at you. Boom, boom. Boom! Right. What's that? Yeah. Is, what is that? What is that? Am, am, I, am I going to catch something from that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then you have people that seem to be pure of heart, and you have some Catholic priests out there that have cast some demons. Out there of are. And that kind of there, thing, there so. are. And and to their yeah. and to their credit, they've through time have gone through poor villages and helped them out. Because sure. I'm talking that about helps. the I'm talking about the leadership at the Vatican, man. There's something wrong yeah. there. Right, and so. there's a lot of dirty, dirty stuff going on behind the scenes well, beyond just the money. You, you say that they're losing control, but it seems like they're trying to come back because you know they got that Lucifer telescope, and they put they built it. Talk about paranormal! They built it on a thin place out west on this mountain, mm-hmm. which is known for paranormal activity. They know about it, so they're oh, yeah. tr- they're trying to. It seems to me they're trying to be more relative. You know, they they're gonna they want to be they want to be up there talking to the aliens first, so they can say they can put them under their control, basically. Yeah, well, they can see the writing on the wall if they don't get out in front of this thing and tell the people, oh yeah, Jesus created these aliens too. All their power goes away overnight. Mm-hmm. So they started making some commentary, you know, after uh, this whole disclosure wave came out and started making some statements that, oh, yeah, there's other life in the universe and God wouldn't have just created the universe mm-hmm. for us and that kind of thing, which is a huge, you can see them positioning themselves. I did see, yeah, exactly what I thought. Exactly what I thought. Okay, they 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 moving moving around. Oh, we better shift over here. And yeah, man, they're out there, and yeah, you know. Well, they didn't say nothing about it before, right? Because they were scared. Because it wasn't in their interest to 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 do so. It just lose. It makes them lose their power. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, only only thing I you 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 probably missed. Did you see my rain? Do you know? Have you ever seen me do raining points? Did you see it? No, you didn't. Okay. I haven't seen the rain. Okay, points. well, the, this show starts at eight, uh, and so. There's an intro and this and that, and then there's our bear report. Uh, I call a bear. He's in a lair, and he gives us good news for the week. And then I do something. Then I do something called ranting points, where I just go off. Okay, I go off on the day's news. <laughs> and I was and I was talking about the Pope, and I was thinking, I, I've said before, you know, poop on the Pope. And it, and then this came out that Joe Biden was visiting the Pope, and he pooped. So I'm thinking, my my, maybe I projected that. Maybe I did a Simpsons. I, in the past, because that's in my other shows, I said people in the Pope, and then Joe Biden actually did. So, yeah. so am I the Simpsons? Am I able, Jack, to predict the future? You maybe you're a naturally skilled remote viewer. Could be, could be, yeah. def- definitely. I mean, you know, he he uh, he gassed uh, somebody over there at the climate thing. I thought that was kind of weird. There's a lot of weird stuff going on here. Now, I oh, I, yeah. I feel I feel yeah. safer. I feel safer talking about Sasquatch and talking about them goons, man. So, but what is uh, I saw this in your bio too. I read that Crypto Four Corners. What is that? Okay, so Crypto Four Corners was founded by my old partner J.C. Johnson, who I've mentioned. J.C. Johnson, uh, during his time, was widely considered to be the world's best cryptozoologist. Mm-hmm. He had 
investigated so many cases for so many years and he was able to spend around 300 days a year actually in the field boots on the ground he founded crypto four corners and it became a huge cryptozoological group um, with a lot of contacts well he ended up passing away um, he was pretty young and this was probably what five years ago and he left crypto four corners so ever since then it's just kind of been we've been idling by and recently we've put our team back together and we have new field agents uh, in various states now Minnesota Mm -hmm. down in southeastern Oklahoma where there's just non-stop Bigfoot activity Mm -hmm. um, down in the Four Corners area up in Colorado so we've got a lot of actual field investigators that are part of C4C. Now now that's something too because I've heard Oklahoma having Squatch activity, and every time I think of Oklahoma, I think of bison on the range, home on the range, and wind goes blind, blind through it. I'm thinking, with the wind goes blowing through the range, and here's some Sasquatch chasing the wind. I don't, I, I couldn't put two, two together. Is there an area in Oklahoma that's Squatch friendly? Yes, and that's the interesting thing. Oklahoma, you get to see some imagery in a movie once in a while, and they want it to look like a rural cow country right right the whole right. part of the eastern half of oklahoma which i grew up down in southeastern oklahoma okay. is the foothills of the ozark mountains mm-hmm. so you have the kayamishi mountains the washita mountains the actual ozark mountains up in the northeastern corner wow. with uh big ozark lakes like lake of the cherokees you fall a lake 106,000 acre lake right there in wow. southeastern oklahoma That's i big. grew up in this area right mm-hmm. so there's lafleur county down there which is where I and my team work most of the time, and LaFleur County has had more Bigfoot activity, sightings, and reports than all of the counties and the four surrounding states. Wow. Uh, You mentioned, of course, Paranormal Intelligence Agency. Now, do do you have a a function on your website where you take reports of paranormal activity? or? I do. If you just scroll down on the main to the bottom of the main screen, there is a contact form, and it says right there, "Please share your paranormal, um, you know, case with us." And who knows, maybe we can provide some sort of knowledge or insight or something like that. Uh, Has anyone ever sent something in, and and you go, uh, "We got we got to get there." Oh, yeah. Right now I'm sitting on some eyewitness photographs that uh, a gentleman has sent to me, and now I've been even on phone contact with him. Mm-hmm. Some other researchers I know who have a podcast called Behind Tall Trees, some friends of mine actually went to this area. Mm-hmm. So they were able to confirm this guy is legit, right? He sends me these photographs, and there is a creature peeking out between the branches of these two trees that looks like it's got a scaly like weird face with these huge eye sockets and a mouth and the rest of it is shaped like a like a sasquatch it's the weirdest thing i've ever seen and i'm i'm working on it because i'm taking it through different filters seeing if i can strip Mm. this for, you know, blue light away, the green light right, away right. to see if I can get the, you know, picture to come out more. But wow, it's it's crazy. You're, you're convinced it's legit? I am convinced it's legit after having talked to him and having those investigators actually gone to the location. Wow. Um, I, I do think it's legit. Now, he also provided two other photographs. One, which apparently looks like a small Sasquatch up in a tree. 
and um, another one from a distance. And those both those photographs look wow very good as well. Yeah. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, Jack Carey of the Paranormal Intelligence AC, we're getting at the near end of the broadcast. Um, anything you like to say to wrap this thing up? Um, just uh, if you need to contact me, you can go to the website there. Um, other than that, come by and see uh, live show Thursday night. We're on eight central time, um, okay. and that's on the Paranormal Intelligence Agency YouTube channel. Man, that so. sounds great. How'd you like this style of interview? Did it work for you? Oh yeah, it was great. Okay. Yeah. Good All right. time. All right, Jack. Here we'll have you back on again sometime, and I appreciate you coming on the Edge broadcast this evening. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Good evening. All right. Thank you.